Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Remembering Bobby Knight, that's what we've been doing the first two hours of the show, and we'll continue. Uh, JMV coming up at 3 o'clock, Query and Company coming up at noon. Uh, We'll continue all day today, and I'm sure into tomorrow, remembering the life and times of the great Bobby Knight passing away yesterday at 83. Uh, Well, let's keep it going. Let's keep remembering. Let's keep uh, reflecting. Jared Odell joins us here uh, on the fan as we continue the Bobby Knight conversation. Uh, Jared, First of all, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. I guess, what were your emotions last night when the news came down that Bobby Knight passed away? Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, so I was actually, uh, it was kind of funny, I was sitting at my uh, two daughters' varsity basketball game, and it was about halftime, and, and one of the officials came out of the locker room, and um, I hadn't looked at my phone or anything, and uh, kind of informed me of what was going on. So I you know, told my mom and my dad and my wife was sitting there, and um, you, you know, it was kind of, it was one of those where it was a little bit surreal. Um, you knew he was getting, uh, health-wise, just going downhill a little bit. And, and I knew this summer he'd had some acute illness and, and things like that throughout the summer. And, um, you, you know, it was one, it's it's kind of the thing that sooner than later, but you didn't ever expect it to actually happen. And uh, just, just takes you back a little bit. Pride of Swayze, Indiana. Yes. Jared Odell, obviously a key figure on the national runner-up team in 02, joins us now. Jared, thank you for the time here on this Thursday morning. I want to go back to your recruitment. I I don't know, maybe it's unfair of me, but maybe you would admit you weren't this five-star uh, <laughs> kid coming out of, of Oak Hill High School. Um, what do you remember about you know Bob Knight's first interactions with you from a recruiting standpoint or Indiana's first interaction with you? Yeah, and, and and no offense taken, I was definitely <laughs> not on on that upper uh, echelon of of players by any means. And and I look back on it and what I accomplished and what my team accomplished at, at IU. I'm still I don't know that I really belong there. I was just in the right place at the right time. And um, you know, when Coach Knight started recruiting me, I'll, I'll be honest. I've, I've told the story several times. I was a Purdue fan. Um, where I grew up, you know, we're kind of agricultural around here, and Purdue was always where I spent a lot of time going to games and. Um, when when Coach Knight started recruiting me, I was like, man, this this is pretty cool. And um, so I, I gave a fair shot to Purdue, and, and Coach Katie had no interest in me just because of the class he already had coming in. And I was perfectly fine with that. I committed to Coach Knight shortly after we met with him uh, in Bloomington the first time. Um, and he watched uh, me and Kyle Runyon play at, at Madison Grant. And I was honored. I was blessed. Um, I didn't quite understand back then why – somebody of his stature would want to take uh, you know a a skinny little uh, kid from Swayze Indiana to play on his team but very thankful he did and and I would do it all over in a heartbeat without a question. Did Knight know uh, of your I guess so-called allegiance to Purdue and then you mentioned your parents at the game last night when you found out about Knight's passing Uh, what are the memories as Knight I guess walks into the living room to recruit you with you and your family? 
Yeah, you know, it, it, it's actually um, so. So my recruiting story was a little bit different. I, I never took an official visit. Um, Coach Knight actually didn't come to the house, but he was at at that game against Mash and Grant. Um, Coach Dockage had came to a, a game a couple weeks before that as well. When uh, Runtin and I actually had a kind of a shootout on a Saturday morning, and so so like I said, my recruitment was a little different when we went down to Bloomington. We sat in Coach Knight's office after um, after a game, and that's when the the scholarship and the offer to, to play for him down there was was kind of given. And he said, "Don't you know? Don't make a decision tonight. You guys go home and talk about it." And um, that's when I then made my next trip to Purdue and and realized, yeah, I'm I'm not going to Purdue. I'm going to IU, and I committed and. Um, coach was always always great to my parents. My mom has had some uh, uh, health issues over the years, so needed some special arrangements and stuff at games and um, even the home games. She sat in a different section uh, than most parents did, so they were always accommodating to that. And you know that that's when you talk about Coach Knight, he's one of those guys that 99% of the people know him from seeing him in a press conference or on the side of the floor or you know in passing at, at an event or something like that. But us that played for him, worked for him, managed for him, we know a side of him that, yeah, can, can be a little uh, uh, volatile at some times, but for the most part, um, he would bend over backwards to make sure that he was developing you to, to be a better person in the long run. Again, Jared Odell is with us here on the Payless Slickers hotline as we look back on Bob Knight. Appreciate Jared's time here. Um, how would you describe a Bob Knight practice, Jared? Uh, challenging. <laughs> um, I, I can remember going to my first one, and that was back when we actually did the the Hoosier hysteria, where he actually you know started at midnight, and you know now they're all kind of show, and and um, you don't get a whole lot of work done in terms of basketball. But back then, man, it it was a brutal two and a half hour practice, three hour practice, and. We went to Steak and Shake at 3 o'clock in the morning after my first one, and my legs cramped so bad I thought I'll never make it through here four years. And um, so, so, But that's that. You know, one thing I loved about Coach Knight is when you worked hard in practice and you were playing well, uh, practices were quick and, and efficient. And so as we got later in the season, um, one difference between Coach Davis and Coach Knight is Coach Knight would really wean those practices back to keep our legs fresh. And and we loved that as a player. I mean, you go in and put 45 hard minutes in, and you knew if you were good, you were going to be out of there and on to your next thing. So, um, you know, practices were never easy. Uh, it, it was one of those, if, if you went to IU and, and thought that you were just going to kind of change Coach Knight or he was going to leave you alone in practice or that type of thing, you were sadly mistaken. And the guys that had ended up leaving our university to go somewhere else to play – that's what their mentality was, is uh, he's not going to treat me like that. And and that just wasn't the case when you played for Coach Knight. Was it right before your sophomore or junior year that he got fired? Uh, it was right before my junior year, so it was September yeah. of the junior year, yeah. I guess, as best you can, walk us through the summer leading into that junior year, the month of September, obviously the iconic Dunn Meadow image, I think is what a lot of people think of at that IDS podium and was a St. Louis Cardinals shirt he had on. I feel like he was wearing. Uh, what do you recall about those summer months leading into the, through the zero tolerance and then his eventual firing and Mike Davis's is, is uh, interim hiring? 
Yeah, th- those months were pretty normal, to be honest with you. I mean, normal workouts. Coach Knight wasn't around a lot in the summer. Um, you know, that's when he did a lot of his fishing and hunting with, with some of his, um, you know, buddies that he spent a lot of time with. And um, and he trusted the assistant coaches to make sure we were ready to go in the fall. And um, when all that started happening, I, I can still remember going to Assembly Hall that day, and there were so many news trucks in the parking lot when that happened, you knew two two things typically happened. One, Coach Knight was in trouble, or or two, something tragically happened on campus. And um, this one, when when we pulled in there, we just you kind of get that sinking feeling of man, this is not good. And and that just started that whirlwind of emotion uh, among the team and among the students and uh, you know the news media and, and things like that. And it just kind of snowballed in, into what it turned into. And um, that that evening, I don't think it was that evening. I think it was uh, either that evening or the next when we went to Coach Knight's house, and you know he kind of sat us all down and said, "Hey, you guys can make your own decision whether you want to stay here and play for the next coach or, or you know potentially go with me. I'll happily take any of you if you want to go with me." And you know, we as a team just decided, hey, we're going to kind of play a little bit in Coach Knight's honor, and, and Indiana was where we committed, and we liked it there, and, and that was a really, really tough evening for a lot of us as we made that decision. I was going to say, that kind of leads into my next question. Do you remember having any thoughts about quitting, transferring, et cetera? Uh, I, I don't. Um, and again, going back to kind of the first comment that was, you know, in this interview was I, it's not like I was an overly recruited uh, player that just had every option at his fingertips. And when I looked at that and, and the style of basketball at Indiana and, and kind of where my my you know frame and that type of thing fit in, I knew I was in the right spot. Um, the challenge with that is you had to have a different mindset going in of, hey, the next coach might not like the way I play. And and that was my challenge was was kind of sticking it out. And, you know, I spent a lot of time talking with my parents and, and uh, teammates and things like that. And, and at the end of the day, we signed a scholarship to play for Indiana University. Yeah, Coach Knight was a huge reason for that and probably the number one reason for that. But at the end of the day, I felt my allegiance um, was still with Indiana. And, and we didn't know where Coach Knight was going to land. You know, we didn't know if he was going to coach again. We didn't know uh, what the time frame was going to be. So it was there was a lot of questions up in the air that we just didn't have answers to. So that's, that's kind of where we made that decision to stick it out. Jared Odell with us here on The Fan. And then you go a couple decades. Uh, you mentioned your team, obviously, runner-up in 2002 with Mike Davis and company. And then almost 20 years later, uh, the battle between uh, Bobby Knight and IU. He comes back in 2019. on I believe it was a Sunday in April uh, to an IU baseball game. And then he's back there in Assembly Hall in 2020. What were your emotions seeing that? And then, you know, did you think he would ever come back? to Assembly Hall and kind of make nice at least a little bit with IU. Yeah, I, I knew it would probably happen at some point. So when he came back to Bloomington, um, kind of in that 2019 time frame, again, I think that was a little bit of health issues and, and the physicians felt like, you know, if he was back in his surroundings, um, it, it would be a, a little bit better for him. So Karen and his, his boys moved him um, back and got back to Bloomington, which everybody was, you know, super happy with. And, you um, 
you know, him him going to the baseball game first, that's a that's a total coach night thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the way he worked. He liked to get kind of that buzz going a little bit, I think. And 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 when he finally came back, I wasn't able to make it uh to down that that evening uh due to my kids sports, but um I think when all the pieces aligned and and Pat and Tim felt like okay, hey, we're ready to do this, and Coach Woodson obviously was was a huge part of that with Kitchell and um, you know some of those guys. And once the pieces aligned and the stars aligned, I think that's when everybody realized we need to make this happen as soon as possible. And I'm so thankful that they did. And and what a, what an honor to the the campus and the university and. Um, everything for Coach Knight to commit to come back like that. Jared, last one for me. And again, Jared Odell is with us. Obviously played at IU, um, was a key, key part of that national runner-up team. Appreciate his thoughts on the passing of Bob Knight from last evening. Uh, speaking of that national runner-up, if it was me, I'd have it on an endless loop. When's the last time you've watched the Duke game? <laughs> Uh, the Duke game, it, you know, it's, so my daughters are, uh, 17 and 14 senior and freshman. And probably about the only time I watch them is when they're, they're watching big 10 network or on YouTube and it pops up. Um, I'll be honest with you. I still, to this day, have not really watched much of the Maryland game. Uh, and, and it's simply because it still stings so bad this many years beyond, uh, great teaching point. My, my daughter lost a, a very close sectional volleyball game that she, you know, was her last game and just heartbroken. And, and I said, well, it, I didn't score in the national championship game. I missed a couple bunny layups. I played like crap. You know, I said, there, there's always bigger stages where it doesn't go the way you think it should go. And, and, um, so it, it's, I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys and, and a lot of the managers. And when, when events happen, like what happened yesterday, that just brings all that flood of emotion back with, with how many great memories we put together and, uh, just, Man, my time at IU uh, is just something I'll cherish forever, and and especially the time with Coach Knight and uh, what he gave to me and my family to give me the opportunities to to be successful in life. Or, or I, I could never say thank you enough to his family as well. well. You don't need me to tell you this, but without you having 15 and five in that Sweet 16 <laughs> game, there is no Maryland game. So certainly, as best you can, I know the competitor, and you probably can't go there, but don't forget about that either. For sure, yep. And and like you say, it, it's you know it's full circle. I'm in my mid 40s now, and I'm trying to teach both my daughters to fight through injuries and <laughs> deal with bad losses. And and uh, I was texting one of their coaches last night, and and I said, hey, he he, you know kind of gave me condolences for Coach Knight passing, and I said, hey, everything I scream at their games is stuff I learned from Coach Knight. So, you know, so, and, and I'm out of the coaching world for now, so I, I don't get to do it on the sidelines, so I got to do it from the stands a little bit. You said you have, last one for me, Jared Odo with us here on The Fan. You have a 17 and 14-year-old. I don't know if there's a, a 17 and 14-year-old out there that, that aren't your children. What would you say to them if they're Indiana fans what Bobby Knight meant, not only to the school, the university, the team, uh, but the state of Indiana? Uh, real simple, to be honest with you. He did it the right way. And as, as, as we're raising kids and, and, you know, our society's obviously in, in some weird spots with some things and, and that, I think doing it the right way and always having the, the best interest of the person that's involved at your heart and core is 
what's going to get you in the right place. And and that's what Coach Knight always – you know, some people agree, disagree with how he did it. But at the end of the day, I have no doubt that Coach Knight wanted the best for me. And, and that might have been in basketball or job or raising a family or whatever it might have been. There's not a player that stepped on his court, a manager, an assistant coach, that I, I truly don't feel that Coach Knight – did it the right way to make sure that we were going to be, be successful in life. And I know it's a cliche, but at the end of the day, that is literally what he lived and died by. Jared, can't thank you enough. That perspective, obviously, Andy and I cannot provide. So we greatly appreciate you joining us here on this Thursday morning. Best to your daughters moving forward. Best to your to, to yourself as well. And uh, thank you so much for everything you shared. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. As always, great to hear from you, and uh, uh, congrats with all you got going as well.